Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 311th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons came up to Western New York today, put up a fight before going down 29-15 to the Buffalo Bills, who earned their third consecutive playoff berth with the victory. The Falcons were officially eliminated from the playoffs and will close the regular season against the Saints next Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Here are the first thoughts from Coach Arthur Smith on what happened. You know, saying the obvious, we, we came up short there at the end, D-led, but uh, our guys battled, ended the half well, and um, we had our chances, but credit to Buffalo. They, they grinded out some drives, and they had to have them late, and uh, we came up short. No question about it. Falcons did have a major opportunity there in the third quarter. They were leading 15-14. to 14. The Bills came out. Through an interception to Fourier Ulukan, he got it down to the Buffalo 25-yard line. Falcons punch that in. You know, maybe this thing goes another way, but they don't. They go backwards. They go three-yard loss to Corderell Patterson. Then a sack of Matt Ryan. Common theme there. Then interception on the third down, incompletion on third down. Then they got a punt. Then that was a little bit of a bizarre exchange there. They're on the 32. 50-yarder, 49-50-yarder is it, uh, within Coos range, but he's going into the swirling wind end zone there. The north end zone here in Buffalo is notorious. Then they get an equipment issue and end up with a delay of game. It was just a little bit of disorganization there, and Coach said they have to be better there. We're going to look at some of the game notes here real quick. On the Falcons' defense forced three turnovers. That extended their streak of games with at least one takeaway to 12. It's the longest active streak in the NFL and the longest such streak for the Falcons since a 27-game streak from 2009 to 2011. The Falcons' defense uh, recorded three interceptions for the first time since Week 6 in 2020. And the Falcons' defense limited the Bills to a season-low 111 yards passing and held the Bills' Josh Allen to a career-low 17 passer rating. The three interceptions also tied a career high for Josh Allen. The Falcons also forced a safety the first time since Week 13 of the 2008 season. And tight end Lee Smith, who was coming back here to Buffalo, was your honorary captain for this game. Now, there was a big play later on. The Falcons come down the field, uh, appear to score a touchdown. Matt Ryan's uh, hit after that. So um, then he, 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 he has an exchange with some bills and is called for taunting. So they take the touchdown back, and then they go on a 16-yard line instead of the one. 
And the apparent personal foul on Matt Ryan is not called because the play is dead when he's down at the one. So just a bizarre exchange. If they'd have scored, it would have been 29 to 21. Extra point would have made it 22. Uh, if they went for two, it would have been 23. Whatever the case, it would have been a one-score game. But here the um, game will be remembered as the one where Matt Ryan talked trash and got flagged for it. Obviously, I didn't think I was down. Um, you know, I, w I wasn't trying to give myself up or anything like that. And so, you know, it's disappointing. Um, but the rules are the rules. And so, you know, you have to play by them. And then, you know, football's an emotional game. And so um, there's lots of things that are said out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself in that the timing, uh, you know, cost us. But, um, you know, I didn't think it was anything uh that bad he didn't think it was anything that bad here's arthur smith who won't comment on the officiating i, I understand what happened there circumstances but does no good right now to comment on the officiating all right there it is that was a big play uh we got a lot of uh folks looking up the rules and so forth they still would have you know had to get a stop and score but uh, uh it was a big point in the game it was six minutes and seven seconds left, so they come into one score. You know, anything can happen up here in the snow, in the cold in Buffalo, but that is how it went down here today at Highmark Stadium. That's the new name up here. You all know those school folks know it is uh, by a couple other names. I think Rich Stadium was the one I remember the most. Matt Ryan, 13 to 56.5%. 197 yards passing and a passer rating of 84.9. Now, I think this is the eighth game where he hasn't passed for over 300 yards. Mike Davis led the Falcons in rushing with 42 yards, a touchdown on eight attempts, and caught one pass for 15 yards. He also had a touchdown run, his third of the season, and 14th of his career. Corderell Patterson finished with 52 scrimmage yards, 28 rushing, 24 receiving. And Kyle Pitts had two catches for 61 yards before leaving the game, surpassing Julio Jones, who had 957 uh, for uh, the most receiving yards by a rookie in franchise history. Now, Kyle had, uh, he's over 1,000 on the season. So he went over 1,000 on that 61 yarder. Uh, becoming the second rookie tight end to reach 1,000 yards receiving in the NFL history. Joining Mike Dicka. And, you know, Mike Dicka, 14 games. Kyle, 16 games. Different eras. Parker Hesse uh, played today. Practice squad player. And he had three catches for 31 yards. Well, on the defensive side of the ball, Fouillet Ulikan with the interception had 13 tackles. And this is his 11th game this season with double-digit tackles. The most by Falcons since 2000. A.J. Terrell had seven total tackles, the one interception, and his first career sack. Terrell's interception was the third of the season and fourth of his career. Terrell is the first Falcon to record a sack and one interception in the same game since Brian Poole in Week 15 of the 2008 season. Safety Deron Harmon finished with five total tackles, two solo, two passes defense, one interception, his second uh, rec 
his second of the season and his 21st of his career. Second interception of the season and his 21st of his career. Sean Williams, the former UGA Bulldog, was pressed into duty with um, the COVID uh, guys on the COVID list. So um, Jalen Hawkins went on the list and uh, Richie Grant went on, but he came off, but he didn't play. So they went with Sean Williams and Deron Harmon at safety today. And he had a season-high eight tackles for solo and a special teams tackle. Avery Williams had one special teams tackle. He had the big forced fumble on the punt that ended up as a safety. That was his first career forced fumble. And Young Waku made two or two field goal attempts and one extra point for seven points on the game. There are your key player stats from the game. And we mentioned the rookie Kyle Pitts. It's a historic day for Kyle who broke the Falcons' rookie record for receiving yards by topping 1,000, but he wasn't able to finish the game as he went out with a hamstring injury and did not return. It's hard to replace his skill set, and he played extremely well, you know, for us uh, when he was out there. But, you know, I thought our guys stepped up. I, I thought Parker Hesse, um, he, he played really well, and, and he gave us everything he had. All right, so how bad is the injury? We'll get a clear picture hopefully tomorrow. Um, he tried to go, but until I you know, get an MRI, and like, like most Mondays, I, I don't have an update right now. Yeah, uh, Coach doesn't like to give us the update. They have a, a medical, they have immediate analysis. He can just ask the trainer. They can say, hey, it's a grade three, grade two hamstring. We don't think it's that bad. Uh, but then sometimes the MRI does come back later and it is bad or it is better or worse. But he doesn't um, like to give us the uh, initial diagnosis. So we'll wait till Wednesday and we'll have to bug him about Kyle Pitts all week. So let's look at some of the team stats here. Time of possession was, ooh, it got ugly here because the Bills couldn't throw it. The Falcons were picking everything off. Uh, Josh Allen was throwing uh, rocket launchers out there that nobody could catch in the snow. And so they just said, heck, we're going to run the ball. <laughs> and so they did. And that's what these team stats are going to show. Uh, 28 to 18 on the first downs. Uh the Falcons were 1-7 on third down. The Bills were 7-12. Uh, total net yards, 265-351. Uh, Buffalo ran 71 plays to 50 of the Falcons. Uh, average game for Falcons was 5.3 and 4.9 for uh, Buffalo. Here's the stat. Uh, 233 uh, rushing to 96. That's what happened. They just said, hey, we're going to run the ball. Josh is not having a good day. We will run. Pass net 169 to 118. Falcons had four penalties for 27 yards in the big taunting call on Matt Ryan. Took a touchdown off the board. Moved him back to the 16. It's third and goal from the 16. They miss on a pass to uh, Russell Wilson on the wheel route. And then uh, just throw a jump ball on the other side and uh, – didn't get anything out of that. So turnovers, one to three. So you got three turnovers. You got to turn them into points. And that's a learning lesson for the young team, and we'll talk about that later. We'll discuss that later on. Uh, punts, four punts for 39.8 yards for Morstead. 
Uh, defense never forced the Bills to punt, so the punter had another day off up here in Buffalo. And he usually takes a picture with the quarterback when he gets his day off like that. Four touchdowns to one. Field goes two to two for Cool zero zero for uh, Tyler Bass. We had a Georgia Southern on Georgia Southern kicking contest here today between Youngway Koo and Tyler Bass. So at least uh, Bass got the kickoff. He didn't get to try any field goals today. In the time of possession, this was the other one. 36.07, 36 minutes and 7 seconds to 23 minutes and 53 seconds for the Falcons. So there, there are your team stat breakdowns from this game. Now let's discuss the defense. The Falcons' defense had one of its best games, forcing the Pro Bowler Josh Allen into three interceptions, while his number one receiving Stephon Diggs, and he finished with uh, 51, catch, 51 yards on five catches. Terrell, you know, uh, guarded him. He, he traveled. The Falcons don't usually do that. That's what they did today. Yeah, uh, here are the official stats. Uh, Josh Allen, 11 to 26 for 120. Stephon Diggs, five catches for 52 yards on nine targets. Let's hear from A.J. Terrell. You know, just a game plan we had coming in and uh, – uh, low on body, you know, team wise. So we just had to make, you know, make things work. And um, you know, Stefan, you know, great receiver in the league. Uh, much respect to him. So um, that was just, a, you know, a job and task I had. Yeah, AJ did good. He was all over him. Uh, you know, because the other options were with the Falcons being down cornerbacks, Fabian Monroe couldn't play. Uh, they uh, Richie Grant was sick. So they ended up uh, putting Darren Hall outside in the base. And then he followed um, 13 or 15. And then when they went to the nickel, uh, Hall went inside. And Kendra Sheffield, who hadn't played it down all year, you know, one of Dan Quinn's guys, um, uh, you know, played outside today. So we'll look at the snap counts later. Uh, Sheffield had four tackles and uh, Darren Hall had one. So let's look at some more player stats here from, from the game. Yeah, we gave you Matt Ryan. You got the rushers. Okay, Quadri Allison was playing in front of his uh, folks. He's from Buffalo, had three carries for 19. Uh, the receivers, Matt Ryan said they did pretty good. Russell Gage had three for 50. Patterson was two for 25. Uh, Zacchaeus had two for eight. Mike Davis, one for 15. And then uh, on the tackles on defense behind Foyer, you had Deion Jones with eight. Sean Williams had the eight. Four solos, uh, AJ Terrell with seven, six solos. Steven Means with he's also from Buffalo, five tackles. Uh, Harmon, uh, five tackles and the interceptions. Dante Fowler was close a little bit. He had a well, quarterback hit and a tackle for a loss. Uh, he forced one of the he was in the quarterback's face on the second interception. And uh, Nick Thurman, who was uh, signed as a practice squad guy, had a tackle and a quarterback hit. And Mikael Walker had a tackle, pass defense, and a special teams tackle. Uh, Koo finished with seven points, the uh, two field goals and one extra point. And Morstead again, um, 39.8, and he put one inside the 20. There was one kickoff return today by Corderell Patterson. 
for 27, 23 yards. One kickoff return for 23 yards by Corderell Patterson. So those are your player stats from this one. How will the Falcons handle the rest of the season now that they are eliminated from the playoffs? Here's safety Deron Harmon. We're a young, we're a young team. This will be a feeling that hopefully everybody in this locker room remembers. Um, leaving the field, um, the Bills clinching the playoff berth. Um, and hopefully use it as um, some type of motivation to get back to this point where we're playing meaningful football in late December, early January, and we'll be the ones um, who'll be clinching the playoff berth. Guys have been resilient. You know, guys have worked really hard. And, you know, there, there's a lot that our young players on this team can learn from and a lot of things that I think we can be better at moving forward and be better off, you know, for these experiences that we've learned from. And I think it's going to make us harder, tougher, and, and better as we move forward. All right. They uh, hope to get some lessons. That was a couple wise veterans, you know, in uh, Matt Ryan and Deron Harmon that I'm sure they'll be passing that on to their younger teammates. Hey, you know, the goal is more than just to get to these games, but um, you got to take baby steps. When you've been down for three years, uh, 7-9, and 7-9, 4-12, you're not just going to jump back into the playoff race. Uh, so this has to be a building block year for the Falcons. And if it's 7-10 and 10 or 8-9, uh, you know, you got to take some lessons and take some things to help you move forward up out of here. So with that, um, I'm going to throw to our podcast manager, Jay Black. We have a few questions from our mailbag, and uh, we'll try to tackle those for you right now. Yeah, we're digging through all your uh, your tweets and your questions after the game, and uh, D-Led, we'll start with this from Randy. What is the plan for Ryan after the season? After June 1st cut? They can't afford his cap hit next year and can't afford to continue to extend a player that will not be there in their long-term plans or get them to the next level before they can rebuild this dreadful team. Yeah, the plan is, and, and we wrote about it after the London game, they're going to build a team out. I don't see Matt Ryan going anywhere. He's got two years left on his contract. They might even extend it to uh, throw the money uh, out uh, another year. So, um, I mean, Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. They're going to build a roster around him. If you don't have Matt Ryan this year, you're 2-11. So you were able to pull out some games against some bad teams. As they re rebuild the team, they uh, are going to do it around Matt Ryan and then have a transition to the new quarterback with the already built-out team. That's what Kansas City did. People got to start getting their arms around this. So I'm, I'm going to keep repeating it every time I get the question. So Kansas City built their team, drafted their quarterback, set their quarterback. When the quarterback was ready to play, they played him. They won a Super Bowl. That's what the Falcons are trying to do here in Atlanta. Going back to this game, this is from Jerry. If Ryan is ruled down, why didn't they assess Buffalo with a late hit? Because it's dead. They, didn't, they um, could not review that. And uh, if they would have called the late hit, uh, well, it wouldn't have been called a late hit. It would have been called unnecessary roughness. Uh, then you could have went back and, and sorted that out. But with it being called dead and him giving himself up, plays dead, the hit never happens. He gets up taunts. That still happens. That's not a dead ball penalty. And they go back to the 16-yard line. 
And one more, this isn't as much of a question as it is a comment from a, a man who knows, a former wide receiver, Harry Douglas, uh, what we were talking about on Kyle Pitts' uh, crossing route in the end zone early in the first half. Uh, Douglas says against man coverage, Pitts has to give the defender a stair step or something, not just run across the field making it easier for the defender to guard him. That's a wide receiver talking right there. It's a big guy tight end. Once he gets going, he he, he don't have a stutter step. So and uh, on the replay... Uh, with all due respect to my good pal Harry, he looked open to me. So um, he could have caught it, turned it up, but he didn't look open to Matt, and he didn't look open to Harry. So the fans can go with who they want on that. That's it for our uh, mailbag for this show. Please, uh, for every episode, please send us your questions and your comments for D-Led, and we'll get them on the Bowtie Chronicles. All right. Thanks a lot. Hey, everybody, take care. Happy New Year 2022. Uh, take care and have a great rest of your week. We'll get ready for the Saints coming into town. We'll see them on Sunday at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.